This is Profiles in Risk. Hosted by Nick Lamparelli. Every week, we interview those who risk life, limb, fortunes, career, and reputation, and those who work behind the scenes who look to protect and enlighten us about risk. You can find the show notes and other insurance-related content at insnerds.com. That's I-N-S-N-E-R-D-S dot com. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Profiles in Risk. I am your host, Nick Lamparelli. In this episode, I will be talking to a couple of folks who will be presenting at the Connected Insurance Conference in Chicago, hosted by Insurance Nexus. For those of you that aren't familiar with Insurance Nexus, they are a central hub for insurance executives through in-depth industry analysis, targeted research, niche events, and quality content. They provide the industry with a platform to network, discuss, learn, and shape the future of the insurance industry. We have promoted uh, prior events from Insurance Nexus, and this one, no doubt, looks to be a good one. The event is on November is between November 28th and 30th at the Radisson Blue Aqua Hotel in Chicago. And as with any event that's hosted by Insurance Nexus, what you can pretty much guarantee you're going to get are a lot of networking opportunities. There are going to be 500 attendees, a lot of speakers, 90 speakers, over three days, 50 case studies, and as you can see, eight practical workshops. If you go through the agenda for the event, these are the types of presentations that you want to be a part of. So our friend Matteo Caboni is going to be there. Different different levels, uh, different uh, pathways for customer engagement, product development, innovation and innovation and technology. And I'm going to be talking to uh, Amanda Greeling from Zurich and Chris Downer, who's a friend of ours from Excel Innovate. And we're going to be discussing their particular presentations. Any of the Insurance Nexus events are must attend events just because of the breadth, the size and the quality of the networking and presentation and presenters that are going to be there. So I'm going to uh, transition over uh, the first First person I'm going to be speaking to is Amanda Greeling, who's the Senior Vice President and Head of Underwriting and Service for Zurich, and then we'll talk to Chris Downing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I am pleased to introduce Amanda Greeling. Amanda is the Senior Vice President and Head of Underwriting, Support and Service at Zurich. Amanda, thank you for coming on, and I'm looking forward to discussing your role at Connected Insurance. So I wanted to start off right away and just describe what is your role at Zurich? Thank you for this opportunity. I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to speak here today with you, Nicholas. Um, I lead underwriting support and service for Zurich North America. And so what that means is that everything that supports our underwriting process and everything that happens in a back-end capacity with respect to the processing, the issuing of policies, as well as some of the administrative tasks around reporting to our state bureaus, um, is my responsibility and the responsibility of my team. So we have a pretty significant role we play in the overall underwriting process for Zurich North America. Okay, so you're dealing with underwriting, you're dealing with back office. Technology must be affecting so much of what you do on a day-to-day basis. So your, your particular uh, presentation um, at Connected Insurance, what is, what is your session and who do you think it's geared towards? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're absolutely right. Technology is a significant player in our space. And as we look at um, back-end processes in particular, every company is looking for ways to do it um, faster and more efficient. My session is really geared towards leaders of organizations, whether it's in a processing function, a sales function, or any other capacity within the insurance industry, to help leaders think about and best prepare for those technology changes. So oftentimes we go to um, various uh, vendor discussions and we're exploring other vendor options on technologies and platforms that are available in the industry. But we don't always take the right amount of time to understand what needs to happen with our processes, with our change management approach, and really with our overall ecosystem to ensure that our organizations are ready for change. Um, one mistake that I've seen other organizations um, perform is implementing a technology with the belief that that technology is going to solve a process problem without first addressing the root cause. And my discussion at the Connected Insurance event, which I'm very excited about, by the way, is really geared towards leaders and helping them prepare for those changes before the technology implementation. Uh, wow, that was a, there was a lot there, and it kind of hit home uh, personally. Just for okay. you know, work, working in a carrier setting, there have been so many. You, I think you hit the nail on the head. There have been so many times where um, we looked at a new analytical solution, a new a new data solution, a new model solution, and we couldn't we couldn't integrate it. The, 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 it wasn't the model. It wasn't the analytics. It was our legacy systems. It was our processes. It was um, our back office. It was, it was the root cause, as, as you described it. And I, I think um, most, from my experience as well, I think I can concur. Most, uh, most carriers, I, I, it's, I don't even think it's a carrier thing. I think most folks in the insurance ecosystem struggle uh, with that part of it. It's just determining... Um, what's, what's, what are the choke points within, within our entire structure, within our entire IT structure? So I think, I think you uh, nailed, the, uh, nailed it on the head. Um, what do you think carriers are going to have to do? So if that's the problem, how do they transform? That, um, for, again, from my experience, it seemed like a daunting task just to solve that problem. What, are, what do you see and what are your recommendations? Absolutely. So I would actually argue that this is the hardest part of the transformation journey is the preparation for the transformation. So I think about it with respect to three prongs. There's people, process, and technology. And I think sometimes we jump straight into technology. Um, from an insurance perspective, we're at an interesting pivot point where there are many vendors in the industry that are looking to provide um, new CRM functionality or new rating platforms or new um, billing platforms, maybe even thinking about blockchain technology. And those are all really exciting. And I think, you know, in the industry, there is a, a compelling business case for a lot of carriers to say, we need to jump on board because that's what our competitors are doing. And they wouldn't be wrong. But if we don't address all three prongs of the transformation being people, process, and technology, and in that order, there's going to be challenges moving down the road in that transformation journey. So the first step is really understanding and engaging with the people, and that is one of the key responsibilities of the leader in the organization. And then the next piece, once you've won their hearts and minds, you've gain their buy-in, they understand the reason for the change, and they believe that the future is more exciting and compelling than the current state, right? That's, that's what that change adoption's about. 
then you need to evaluate your processes and understand are our processes driving some of our challenges? And if we put those same processes in the new technology, is it fair to expect a different type of outcome? Um, and then once you do that, then the last piece is your own internal technology. So if you're going to keep some of your legacy systems, but maybe add additional systems onto that, what does that compatibility look like? What does that communication look like? And then last is, okay, what is the new platform or the new system that we're looking to bring on? And then, and then actually going through that procurement process. Um, it's really important to do those other three steps before you jump to step four. Um, and I, I think sometimes we don't always spend the right amount of time on steps one through three. So my focus for my discussion on November 28th is really going to be aimed at helping leaders understand the importance of engaging the people and how to do so, the importance of the process management element and what that means to the overall process, and then setting them up for that next stage of the, the transformation using technology. Can I add another P? I'm, 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 I'm curious as to what you think about patience. Um, another, I, again, I think you nailed it. And I think another problem that I see is that even when they get people process and technology correct, sometimes they don't have the patience. So two years, three years go by, they're not really getting the results they expected. And they kind of pull the plug, bring in different people. And now you have to run through the cycle all over again. What are your recommendations on patients? Yeah, I, I, I believe that that's something that we all struggle with, right? So as, yeah. as senior leaders in an organization, um, especially if we're trying to respond to um, changing customer expectations, changing industry environments, there's a sense of urgency that comes with that. And with that sense of urgency, there's this need to move quickly. Um, Sometimes when you focus on moving quickly, you're going to miss those foundational pieces that will require the rework down the road that will elongate your timeline. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really important to invest in that, in that process up front. I also think it's critical for leaders, and this will be part of my discussion on November 28th, it's critical for leaders to set the right expectations with not only their teams, but also senior leaders in the organization to really explain that this is a journey. Anything that's worth doing right and worth doing well will not come quickly, whether it's in business or in life in general. And it's important that we all stay grounded in those facts. So I agree with you. I love, I love the third P. I think part of that comes with the, the people piece of being a people leader, connecting with individuals, gaining their buy-in, setting expectations, and creating a really solid plan to move forward. But it is a critical element that can't be underestimated. Yeah. Before I run to the technology part of it, which is, of course, the shiny object that everyone gets excited about, you are right. We should think about people and process first. So for, from the people perspective, um, the industry struggles. I mean, we, we, we're going to have a talent gap. So um, not only do we need to get insurance professionals into the system, as you mentioned, for innovation, we're going to have to get uh, professionals in that have uh, an innovation, a design, a technology background. Um, what, are, what are your recommendations on that part of it, trying to, trying to get the right people, to, the right people in? How, how, would, how would an organization do something like that? Yeah, you know, insurance is, is one of those industries that I don't know um, that a lot of people grow up saying, I want to be an insurance professional, right? <laughs> it's don't. not like, I want to be a, a fighter pilot, or I want to be a yeah. firefighter, or I want to be yeah. a doctor. Um, yeah. But I will argue, and having been in the industry for going on 19 years, that 
if you're looking for a noble profession, there are examples all around us in the insurance industry where we're changing lives and we're saving the financial futures of others. Um, and that in and of itself is an extraordinarily noble cause. I think part of it is marketing the insurance industry for exactly what it is. It is tremendously exciting, but I don't always think that it has that reputation for college graduates and individuals that are early on in their career. Um, I think the insurance industry is attractive for three reasons. The first is that there's a lot of research out there that really speaks to the fact that millennials want to make a difference. Um, they want to be a part of something bigger. They want to feel like they're making a positive impact on the world and they want to be able to leave their thumbprint. And I think being able to explain what the insurance industry really does and make it real, whether it's um, some of the more recent natural disasters like Harvey, Irma, Maria, um, or, or just educating people on, on what it is that we really do, I think that will go a long way. So number one is noble purpose. Number two is diversity of, of discipline. So whether you are really excited about sales or marketing or technology or human resources, the options are so vast in the insurance industry. Um, I think sometimes people think of an insurance agent on the corner of, of you know, Main Street in your local town or a claims adjuster when they think about the industry. And there are so many different disciplines that are very applicable to many different degrees out there. So I think making sure that people are aware of that is, is the second. And the third is that the industry is going through such an exciting transformation that no two days are the same, depending on your role, of course, but for most roles, no two days are the same. So that variety of doing something different and new and being a part of an industry that is growing and changing can be really exciting for some, and we just need to make sure that we make that more known. I, I don't know that um, those things are always at the forefront of college graduates' minds when they think about the industry. Oh, preach. Uh, we could do a whole <laughs> session. We can do a whole session on that. That was fantastic. I can't top that. Um, so let's, let's finish off this with the shiny object. Um, okay. I want to get your feedback or your feelings about what might potentially be the low hanging fruit in technology that uh, ensures that you think insurers will probably tend to gravitate towards sooner rather than later. So I'm thinking of, you know, AI, machine learning, connected technology, bots, uh, mm -hmm. blockchain. Um, what, are, what are your feelings about those technologies? It's a, it's a fantastic question, but I'm afraid it's not one size fits all. So it really depends on the size of the insurer. If you're a regional player, a national player, or a global player, if you are a small personal lines carrier or um, a global commercial insurer. And your needs are going to be different. Um, some organizations are leveraging some technology that's been around for a while and they need to take it to the next level where others might not have a CRM as an example and they could benefit from, from that. So from their perspective, that might be the low hanging fruit. Whereas maybe a more sophisticated company that has been utilizing some of the very well-known and common CRMs out there, they might be looking to take it to the next level. Um, if I think about the industry as a whole, however, I think about it from a couple of different facets. Um, companies that have a strong direct consumer interaction, primarily co more common on the personal line space, are going to be looking at how do I bring some of that access into the consumer's hands. So I think about some of the technology that the banking industry has gone through, whether it's you know direct deposits on a cell 
phone, which is so commonplace now, but three years ago it, it wasn't. Three or four years ago it really wasn't. Um, and being able to, to leverage some of that basic functionality in the consumer's hand it, at a touch of a button. I think those are going to be the things that are critical to the personal lines environment. For other large carriers that are maybe in the commercial space or are dealing more uh, with, with business interactions with large companies, I think it's going to be really about how do we simplify and streamline our processes through AI, through robotics, through other technologies, how do we simplify and streamline our processes so we can get our information out to the hands of the consumers in a quicker, more succinct and accurate way. And so robotics plays a role in that. If we can remove some of those more transactional manual steps that are done by a human today that makes sense to be automated tomorrow, then maybe that's an option. Um, artificial intelligence when it comes to assessing risks with publicly uh, available data, um, whether it's data on driving records, data on buildings and, and the details around those buildings, the year they were built, et cetera, you know, prior losses, those types of things, being able to assess risk through AI rather than a, than a human, maybe that's, maybe that's something that companies choose to leverage. I think there's a lot that's out there. It's not a one size fits all. It depends on the size of the company and the journey that they're on. Um, but I think the, the focal point will be how do we utilize technology to complement the human interaction, not always replace it. Um, so I, I think that balance is going to be critical as we move forward in the industry. Awesome. Um, the Insurance Nexus Connected Insurance Conference, November 28th to 30th at the Radisson in Blue Aqua in Chicago. Amanda Greeling will be there. You can get all of that wisdom and insight from her. And I want to thank you for spending a few minutes to uh, share that insight. And so anyone that's listening, anyone that's watching, head to Chicago uh, on the 28th to 30th and uh, reach out to Amanda, go to her session. It's going to, it sounds awesome. Thank, Thank you. you it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Thanks. Welcome back everyone. This is Profiles and Risk, and this is a special episode where we're looking at the uh, speakers of Connected Insurance in Chicago. Uh, at the end of November, it is uh, November 28th through 30th at the Radisson Blue Aqua Hotel in Chicago, uh, and as you can see, my guest here is, uh, for those that have followed Profiles and Risk, he's not a stranger, Chris Downer, who's a principal at Excel Innovate, and he will be uh, speaking at this particular conference. Chris, how you doing? Doing well, Nick. Thanks for having me. You're doing the world tour. <laughs> it's almost like every conference that I see, your face is uh, planted right there as a speaker. So, uh, things must be good. I wanted to get an update. You are now a principal at Excel Innovate, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That that must be why you're doing the world tour. It, it is. And and you know, as part of part of my job and as part of being with Excel Innovate, we we've got to be out there and understand what uh what interesting interesting trends are going on and, and who's doing what out there and hopefully meet some interesting companies. So uh, we're really excited to uh, continue the travel, and and then I'll be in Chicago as you as you said at the end of November. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I don't think people realize um, it, that in your in what you do on a day to day basis, you're basically you have to be taking the pulse, have your ear to the ground, finger to the wind. Like you need to understand what 
how technology is affecting insurance and who the players are and what the market potential is for all of that. There's a lot of like uh, nitty gritty soft skill set research that you have to do just doing all of those things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think that's what keeps it really fun and really interesting. There's no, no day is exactly the same. So, uh, you know, some days we're talking to the, the newest startup in the market and other days we're talking to insurance executives who are trying to understand uh, or, or are telling us about their, their pain points and problems they're looking to solve and basically triangulating that. But um, as a result, we're, we're here, there and everywhere and um, having a lot of fun doing it. And so uh, we're really excited about what InsureTech has, has brought us so far, but also really excited about what's, what's in store. Cool. Cool. Uh, so for this particular conference, uh, Connected Insurance USA, what is what are you speaking or presenting about? So I'm sitting on the Ask the VC panel, how to uh, innovate successfully in insurance. And so uh, I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to be, uh, I'll be sitting with Vic Saucy, Craig uh, Shedler, and uh, Pooja Samuel. Uh, and I think we'll have a, a really interesting conversation about uh, I guess the trends within the, the venture community as it relates to InsureTech. Uh, we'll talk about pilots and what we've seen as successful relative to companies that we've been working with. Um, and then basically help, help people try to understand um, what, what makes a success within an InsureTech and, and how these InsureTechs can best work with, uh, with the incumbents. So uh, I think we'll cover a little bit of everything, but um, the best of my understanding, that's, uh, those are the main points. Yeah. So uh, I also interviewed Amanda Greeling from Zurich and she was, uh, her entire presentation is on innovation and you brought up the concept of the pilot. And uh, that's something that I'm very familiar with, uh, you know, and um, from an innovation standpoint, when you're talking to uh, actual insurance companies that are piloting with these insure techs, how much do you discuss uh, having the pilot get stuck um, or, or moving from one pilot to an, you know, an, another pilot to another pilot and how, uh, how that could be very disruptive to the, to the startup itself and kind of get them, uh, sort of getting them spinning their, their wheels. Do the insurance, uh, incumbents, do they recognize that they could be potentially putting the tech companies into a, a bind by doing, by getting stuck in pilot purgatory? Yeah, yeah. And so, so I wrote an article uh, a couple months ago called uh, POC Purgatory. And um, okay, that's a, the same, same sort of idea. And really what happens is, is these companies are, uh, you know, getting enough in, in revenue to keep the lights on, but, but really have no ability to get beyond that. And so uh, as, as a venture investor, we, we need to see companies uh, really scale. And that means signing uh, contracts that are are sort of uh, annual licenses or, or something along those lines that really show that they can get into an organization and truly make an impact. Um, unfortunately, I think what we've seen thus far is that insurers are very interested in innovating and, and like the word innovation. They just don't know necessarily how to do that and how to do that, you know, in a, a way that is, uh, I guess, conducive to their organization and uh, importantly conducive to the startups. So uh, startups generally think of, of their timelines in, in literally hours and days, whereas uh, the incumbents think of their timelines in, in, in sort of weeks and months. So there's a huge mismatch between the communication between the two. Um, and so shortening the cycle of, of those pilots or of those proof of concepts and saying, here are the milestones that we're looking to achieve so that we can move forward, I think is critical. Um, and I think people are now aware that that is an issue, but uh, there's still a long way to go in terms of understanding 
uh, how to how to get beyond that and, and understand, okay, now that we've done X, Y, and Z in this pilot, what is what do the next three steps mean and how do we make sure we push things forward? Yeah. I, I think by that by itself that those kinds of concepts would be immensely valuable to incumbents that are li listening or watching this. Um, hearing that from Chris and from the panelists, I think are immensely valuable because I think uh, just from my experience, a lot of insurers think, well, we're doing a pilot. We're doing a proof of concept. Therefore, we are innovating. And it's there's a lot more to that. So I just think just hearing that and understanding um, how to kind of break out of that cycle and how to how to make that concept more mature is just is uh, worth the price of admission to hear you and to talk about that. Um, by the way, the the pur I, I guess I stole the purgatory article from you. It made it made that much of an impression on me that I'm actually using those words. So, well done. Um, in your Q and A on the Connected Insurance website, which I'll throw up on the show notes, uh, we talked about you talked about disruption, and you say um, it, the question was: Is the American insurance industry on the brink of significant disruption? And you said I wouldn't call it disruption. Uh, can you go into that a little bit more? Because I'm still hearing that word, but I think you and I are very simpatico when it comes to what that word means and what's actually happening in the marketplace. Yeah, I think disruption is often a, a term that's overused here within the insure tech movement. And, and certainly I think that everyone understands that we need to uh, collaborate, uh, incumbents need to collaborate with, with the insure tech to improve and transform the existing processes. But I think uh, to, to really disrupt is, is something that's fundamentally different. Um, if you look at the insure techs to date, uh, roughly 10% are, are actively, quote unquote, looking to disrupt the entire value chain today. If you look at most insure techs, they're actually looking to enable uh, existing processes or provide efficiencies for those. So uh, in my mind, it's not true disruption, but it's rather transformation. And I think uh, the, the transformation is something that we're really excited about because that's, that's where incumbents can get really um, interested and, and throw a lot of money behind these, these companies. Um, and so our belief really is that uh, there's a mutually beneficial relationship between these, these startups and between the incumbents to, again, transform as opposed to disrupt uh, what's going on in the industry today. Yeah, but are the, uh, are the typical technologies still the ones that you and and a lot of the you know venture capital community are still most interested in like uh blockchain connected items um drone imagery technology are you you know what are your feelings about those technologies but uh i i guess i guess my main question is which ones are the ones that you think for 2019 2020 will be the ones that might finally launch and really um, make an impact in the industry yeah, so you mentioned blockchain, you mentioned IoT, uh, AI, uh, you know, all, all those technologies that I think have been spoken about for a while here within the insure tech movement. I think really where, where we're excited uh, is, is seeing the impact of, of AI and machine learning uh, to, again, really sort of generate change within the industry. I think people are now understanding the use cases and, and how that they, can, they can be harnessed within uh, basically driving lot, massive amounts of data sets through and, and helping underwriters, actuaries, claims professionals uh, really be more efficient, but also understand risk better. Um, and I think, I think from that perspective, we're just at the tip of the iceberg as it relates to AI and machine learning. So we're incredibly excited about the, 
the companies that are addressing uh, the insurance industry using those technologies and bringing solutions with those technologies um, and think that there's a lot of room to run and I think a lot of room for improvement. So uh, from that perspective, I'd say if, if you had to, to sort of twist my arm and say, what's the technology I'm most excited about? It's, it's certainly artificial intelligence and machine learning. Awesome. So if you're watching or you're listening, I've been talking to Chris Donner of XL Innovate, and he's going to be presenting on a panel at Connected Insurance, November 28th through 30th at, at the Radisson Blue Aqua Hotel in Chicago. So um, if you haven't talked to Chris or you haven't, uh, if you haven't, uh, you don't know much about Chris, I will put in the show notes, Chris's uh, link to this daily email uh, if you want to know anything about InsureTech, you have to get that email. Chris has really got his finger on the pulse. And uh, if you want to go to this event, I'm going to put my finger up there and see if I can get my video to do it again. There's the link. Go to the show notes. You'll get a discount for going uh, to that event uh, via Insurance Nerds. So, Chris, thanks for spending a couple minutes with us to talk about your presentation. And uh, I, I hope a lot of the viewers end up connecting with you there. Thanks, Nick. Awesome.